Here at TechLinked, we like to think that there's an infinite number of intros that we can come up with, but actually there's not. YouTube's ad block block has led to hundreds of thousands of ad block uninstalls, proving once again, there is nothing as powerful as the Uno reverse. Gets you on anything. Well, I don't know why the Avengers didn't use that on day one. No, I didn't collide with your car. Yours hit mine. <gasps> According to stats from ad blocking company and name for the history of spirits, Ghostery, 90% of users who gave a reason for uninstalling their ad blocker cited YouTube's recent policy change. But Google's hatred for ad blockers makes the fact that they sponsored last month's ad filtering dev summit, a conference for ad block developers, quite confusing. They even gave a presentation, the sickos, about how Chrome's manifest V3 update wouldn't hamper ad blockers, right before expanding the ad blockening they started in May and leading to a record number of ad block uninstalls. To be fair, that record was closely followed by a record number of new ad blocker installs as people searched for one that YouTube couldn't detect, but overall, the number of ad block users decreased. So why would Google co-sponsor the very thing they wish to destroy? Maybe they wanted to befriend their enemy, earn their trust, and wait for them to turn their back so they could plunge in the knife. Or maybe they care more about you using their browser. They may not care about your personal privacy, but hey, they're just acting like protective parents. If you're going to experiment with illicit extensions, I'd rather you did it here in Chrome. And not at that strange Firefox's house. AMD has swapped some Zen 4 cores for smaller, more efficient Zen 4C cores in two new entry-level laptop APUs, claiming that no human being would ever know the difference, which is both wrong and honestly pretty insulting to AMD's core customer demographic, pedantic nerds. You can't slip it past us! Actually, you're more of a Team Maroon. The Zen 4C cores are meant to be feature identical to Zen 4 while having a smaller footprint, previously being used in their epic server chips to cram unreasonable number of cores onto a single processor. AMD also used Zen 4C cores in the lower end Ryzen Z1 variant of the ROG Ally handheld, but AMD didn't advertise that right away either because they're testing if people can tell the difference, or they're just ashamed about how much worse the cheaper ally is than its extreme older brother. Some people are drawing comparisons to the P-Core slash E-Core hybrid structure Intel has been using since their 12th gen chips, but it's not quite the same. I mean, just look at the size difference between P and E cores versus the difference between the 4 and 4C. AMD's 4C is like a Zen 4 core that got great results on a keto diet, while Intel's P core could probably eat an E core and still complain about the small portion size. Early benchmark results for Apple's M3 series of chips suggest Tim Cook wasn't pulling performance numbers out of his Apple at Monday's scary, yeah. <laughs> at Monday's scary fast event. The Californian Fruit Corporation claimed the M3 chip was 20% faster than the M2, and that seems to be in line with the plethora of new leaked Geekbench scores. Of course, there's a new ARM-based kit on the block as well in the form of Qualcomm Snapdragon X Elite series. While Qualcomm pitted their new little shredders against the M2 in Geekbench, since Apple hadn't unveiled the M3 yet, both the Orion 23W and 80W chips still outperform the M3 in multi-core scores. Although the M3 spanks them in single core a little bit. No big welts, just some redness. Yo, why are you blushing, Riley? Just a little Sounds like a good weekend. As for the M3 Max, it performs comparably to the M2 Ultra, which is good news, but 
Might sound confusing if you still foolishly thought that the Max chip is Apple's top tier chip rather than the Ultra. Like, what you, it's obvious. So, Geekbench shows the Max scoring nearly 21,000 in multi core, nearly double the standard M3. Meanwhile, the M3 Pro is apparently suffering from some kind of performance anxiety because it didn't show up in these leaks at all. Hey, it's okay, buddy. We know you're gonna do great in your special spot between the M3 and the M3 Max, if that's where you go in the, I actually don't know if you, are you an iPhone? Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by GLINet and their Barrel AX Wi-Fi 6 travel router. It's cute, portable, highly functional, and unlike your Chihuahua, it won't get scared and start leaking around strangers. Hi, cute dog. <laughs> Plus, it comes with OpenVPN and AdGuard, so you can secure your browsing anywhere you are. And it runs on OpenWRT, an open source project supported by many devices. Check out the links below and the coupon codes listed down there to GLI net yourself a nice limited time discount. Okay? <laughs> that was a good pun, Riley. You wrote it. Our bits have been selectively bred for quickness for over a century. Sadly, this had led to serious health problems and shorter lives. But darn aren't they so cute. Sure, they leak in front of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Intel has once again released a driver update for its art graphics cards with speed boosts that would make the Sonic fan art community blush. DirectX 11 games got the most benefit. Intel claims average FPS uplifts of up to 750% in Halo the Master Chief Collection, 154% in Yakuza 0. Yakuza, one of those and 113% in World War Z. But the driver also boosts DirectX 12 title Returnal by 53%. Extreme Tech notes that some DX11 titles performances are being compared to the driver before the most recent one, but I don't wanna split hairs. I wanna talk about number go up, 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 uh, up where the cloud's gonna clear, as put so eloquently by Canadian country pop sensation, Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. <laughs> Digital Foundry's resident wizard. Digital Foundry's res. <laughs> Digital Foundry. Digital Foundry's resident wizard Richard Ledbetter posted a deep dive on Nvidia's T239, the processor heavily expected to power the Nintendo Switch 2. Originally leaked by lovable fan favorite leaker Copite7Kimmy, two years ago, details have slowly emerged about the chip's specs. Richard used these to guide his modifications of an RTX 2050 to simulate the T239's performance. It, it creates knives and stabbing weapons. <laughs> the T239. And based on his mad science and speculation, it could be that the Switch 2 could run any modern game just fine if you adjust settings accordingly and use DLSS, which it probably supports. Again though, Richard can't say with 100% certainty that this is the Switch 2's chip, but it's sort of like the, are we all just brains in a vat situation? Like, we can't know, but like, you know, like we, we don't know, but, but like, but. Add free subscribers to streaming service Max, including grandfathered HBO Max legacy subscribers, are set to lose access to 4K and HDR streaming next month. If they'd like to hold on to those features, they'll have to switch to the ultimate ad-free subscription for an additional $4 every month, a 25% increase. Simultaneous streaming for ad-free accounts will also drop from three devices to two. Max is one of the few streaming services that hasn't raised prices in the last year. They're just, you know, 
slowly reducing the quality of what you get in exchange for the same amount of money. So it's like- I mean, they slashed the name in half, what'd you expect? They gotta cut corners somewhere. Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of collapsed crypto exchange FTX, has been found guilty of seven charges of Sam Bankman fraud. He potentially faces decades in jail and is unlikely to be Sam Bankman-Fried. His lawyers claimed that he was just a hapless nerd in over his head, but it's difficult to argue that someone is smart enough to run a complex embezzlement and money laundering scheme, yet not smart enough to know running said scheme is illegal. <laughs> in the end, the court decided it was nothing more than Sam Bankman greed. And he's his own Sam Bankman breed. <laughs> and Lenovo is partnering with fashion studios to create a proof of concept collection of Lenovo tab wear. Modern and futuristic outerwear with big old pockets you can carry tablets in. Or maybe a toddler if you have a kangaroo fursona. Ranra has created a light blocking, noise canceling hoodie for the person who hates being reminded that there's a world outside their jacket. Kit Wan Studios entry is a modular techno armor. <laughs> That's how it dances. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mayum designed a pastel pink bubble wrap poncho that is both inflatable and doubles as a hammock probably as a wearable airbag to protect your precious baby or that toddler. And protect yourself from the disappointment of this video ending by coming back on Monday for more tech news. You know, I can't guarantee it actually will, uh, but hey, we're trying.